Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We are excited. We have an amazing lady today that I met at the Innovation Conference, and she is blowing out the world with an amazing commercial insurance just way to be able to do things. She's getting in there. She's digging deep and she is knocking it out of the ballpark. So I am excited today to be able to have Sierra with me. Sierra, how are you? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm equally as excited to talk to you. (laughs) Well, yay. Well, you know what? You have the bunker and the bunker is, and I love that name. I just have to tell you that is a great name for an insurance agency. And you have that, the bunker down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And you have a a fun uh, story about how you got into insurance and how you got where you are today. So why don't you start us off by telling us that? Yeah, well, thanks again. I'm excited to be here. And I, 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 I'm glad that the name carries because we get that feedback. And that's kind of one of the one of the reasons why yeah, we did it to be a little you know, edgy, if you will. It is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've um, been in the industry for almost 20 years straight out of high school. My parents, you know, retired of corporate America, opened an all state office, um, did really well with that opened a second Allstate office. And then we realized, well, everyone has an independent on the side. So the, the family is not losing the business. Um, so we quickly decided, okay, well, I'll, I'll open an office. I was upstairs. Our Allstate office was downstairs. And you know how that goes. You, you, you had an Allstate, right? Your dad did. So my dad had an Allstate yeah. office, kind of the same thing. We had the mold crisis in Texas. Lots of people stopped writing. He wanted to go independent. Now I did not work for him originally. I was a stay-at-home mom. So mm-hmm. he was like, I'm just going to use your name, but he didn't right. come over and join us at the agency for three more years. So I was really the one getting it moving, but we did like, if he couldn't sell it, he would sure. send it over to me and vice versa. We had that good yeah. synergy in the beginning. Right, right. So when we figured out that that's what all every, all the top agents in all state had, we were like, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. And we did it. And then we realized, you know, we just love the independent side way yeah. more. We love the freedom. And so sold the all states. And then we had uh, an independent agency for about 12 years. And then, you know, uh, my dad sold that in 2018. And then I opened this one November 2019. And then, you know, we were open for a couple months and then COVID hit. So we had to... <laughs> Uh, reevaluate our life decisions. Um, but so, it ended up being well. So tell me a little bit about that, because I know that a lot of people, whenever they talk about COVID, they talk about their team and communication and they talk about operations and how it changed whether or not people come into the office. And it was it's a very physical, in my mind, it's a very physical conversation. It's very much like people working in the same office, people communicating, those types of things. But it's not necessarily a typically a um, a sales opera uh, money uh, production type thing. It is maybe in the sense of marketing and getting out there. And if you're building your book to be able to do like connections and so forth with referral partners, but you have a little bit of a, of a different way too. how did your carriers and how, cause you're in South Florida. So well, let's everybody in the world take that into consideration. It's a little bit different from the rest yeah, of how the United States works. Thing. Yeah. But with COVID 2019, getting up and running, how did that affect you when COVID actually hit? So um, I always knew I wanted to do more commercial than the personal lines, but you know, for the personal lines, it's, it's easy. It's fast yeah. cash. It helps yeah. you grow. So we had, we had some of our uh, Florida carriers that I've known for many, many years that did give me some appointments. And we were going down that road in the meantime, while we got things going, I had just hired three telemarketers in-house in January of 2020. I, mo- I rented a, uh, an office space, had them there and they, they worked January to March. You know, I, I had to let them go, but they were calling for um, telemarketing for workers, uh, workers, okay. comp, you know, doing commercial uh, prospecting. And um, we realized that COVID hit, all of our carriers stopped riding down here. The, the restrictions got real, real, real tight. No roofs over 10, 15 years old, you know, nothing by the water. It was crazy. They, one of them completely shut down for any new business in the state. So my hands were tied. Yeah. So we ended up moving to my living room. 
Um, I have one <laughs> producer that works with me. And so thankfully he's a really good friend of mine that, you know, we've known for many, many years. And so we moved to my living room and we worked out of there. And then that's when we, you know, decided to really focus on commercial and we found Killing Commercial and David and, um, we, you know, we're consuming some of his content online and on LinkedIn and stuff like that. I think that was even before the Power Producers podcast. So it was just like whatever he was putting out. And um, my dad was actually the one that reached out to him and and was like, listen, I think I think that if we're going to be in this industry and we're going to be a different agency, we need to be different and we yeah. need to learn how to be different. And we we figured that, you know, the smaller the a client that is the smaller shop can eventually if they're if they're confident enough in themselves will go online yeah right so people need consultants so that's what we have built this to be right so you know when i was younger my dad told me if you're going to make insurance your career get designations because Mm -hmm. i mean you're young and you're a woman in a man industry so if you mean business people have to know you mean business just by your name so I did. I got my CIC. I got my CRM. I have one for, for a cyber designation that I got during COVID as well. I used that time. I did a Char- nice. Carnegie Mellon uh, designation for eight months um, where I was going to college every Wednesday, basically. And it was phenomenal. Um, but so I ended up getting that. So he was like, you're going to be perceived differently already when someone sees your name. So I listen to almost everything my dad tells me. He's always right. Well, you know what? I'm just like, he needs to call me. Maybe I need to call him and ask him a whole bunch of questions because I'm lost half the time. And I think having that mentor is so important because that's something I've struggled with. I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stepfather. He's amazing. Um, But he doesn't really give advice. He doesn't really believe in it for whatever reason. It's kind (laughs) of like one of his mantras in life, like he doesn't give advice. So it's made... Coming into, like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom. Coming into a brand new industry, my undergrad degree is elementary education. You know, it's made it really hard. So I'm so excited because it sounds like that's been super formative and freeing for you and a really, really safe place for you to explore and evolve and and grow. He, I mean, even yesterday we were, we were in the car together and he just tells me, remember, always think big, always big picture. And, and it's, it's, he, it's a gift that he has he's a visionary, right? So it's a gift. And so he, you know, was from right when I got into the industry, he was like, you need to, if you're going to make this your career, which you should. And, you know, he had to talk with me about, listen, art Institute, interior design thing. Yeah. You, you'll be good at it, but how good of a life are you going to live? That's also like a whole nother lifestyle, you know, that you have to live. This is, this is a, a life that you, you, you live. I mean, we weren't, you know, wealthy. We didn't run in those circles of designers and things like that. So, was, you know, it's right. it was like, this is an actual practical life that you can live and you can run a business and you can maintain a family. And, and he, and he always told me you, I'm not going to raise you to depend on a man. You will be able to be financially independent and you will, you can do it. He he's amazing. So we call him the G. So, I love um, it. So, yeah, so so we got into Killing Commercial, you know, we met with David and um, we 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 loved him immediately. And and I am pretty sure he feels the same about us. You know, we have a really good relationship and the program is incredible. It has changed. It was exactly what we needed to give us the confidence, because, like I said, we knew commercial. And, yeah, I have a CIC and we did some commercial. We had some manufacturing accounts. We had a really large HVAC account that had about 45 trucks, about 60 employees. So we had, you know, but that was a referral. We didn't go get it. It was a referral. Yeah. We helped them. We were able to help them, but we didn't know how to get in the door to these right. larger accounts and how to have those conversations that they're having. So what we did during COVID was just learn the program. We just immersed ourselves in Killing Commercial. We learned the program. We studied, we, re, you know, learned the lingo. Um, and David and the whole killing commercial team is phenomenal. I mean, I have access to people that I would never have access to that know so much and they help us, you know, we have, everyone is so free with their time and so willing to invest in our success. You know, we have an online forum, kind of like our own little Facebook on the killing commercial website. You can ask questions, Um, I mean, we just finished developing a cyber solicitation campaign together, you know, we do it, everything we do it together and it's for us to, you know, go make a change in our hundred mile radiuses. So it's, it's, that has been the best thing. It's given us the confidence to have those conversations, even though I'm not 
able to really play in what most people would define as middle market yet because I don't have the markets, right? I have everything through brokerage. So that has been a huge challenge for me um, because we had a, an account in October that we were working on and they had, they pay almost 300 grand in their insurance on uh, electrical company and we didn't get it. They ended up staying with Brown and Brown. Um, but we asked the question, you know, what, what could, why, why didn't we get it? What could we have done better? And she said, it's really nothing that you did. It's not anything about you guys is, you know, we do a lot of work for Brown and Brown. So we were like, well, I mean, you could have told us that in the beginning, but (laughs) we asked the right questions, you know, at the beginning too, the lady, she knows how to play the game. You know, also some of these people just know how to play the game of insurance. So, but that was really, really a confidence booster in us. That whole experience of being able to have a seat at the table, this two-person agency, you know, being able to see to have a seat at the table of someone that pays a salary's worth of <laughs> revenue yeah. for us, yeah. you know, in a year and say that you guys had a fair chance. It's just I have prior engagements with them. It really is everything we needed to hear, really. Well, so, yeah. it, and we're not, and, and this killing commercial program has taught us to have conversations that are not just like Josh Gurley always says the quote, hope and hope method, right? Yeah. I'm not going to just ask you for a copy of your deck page. Hopefully I match it or beat your price and then hope you, you move. We're, yeah. we're just not doing that anymore. And it's really, really, it's changed. We, we've got, ever since then we got that opportunity. I feel like we've gotten a lot of like um, traction. Like we've just gotten like, you know, we're riding the wave of like, and it's almost like sometimes that's what you need to, to, to get there and the, the needle is moving. So yeah. it's been, that has been the best thing that has come out of COVID is the fact that we were able to, it, it's easier for us as well, because we started from scratch, right? right. So it's harder when someone um, needs to learn a new way of doing something, right? Because you've done it for so long one way and you've been successful, but that hasn't been our case. We didn't know how to get in the door. So we're like, well, let's just learn. Yeah. So yeah. the only way we're we know how to do it is bad habits. Away. Right. You're learning. Right. You're learning the new habits. Exactly. Just learning. Right. Yeah. Right. So that you didn't have your. So you did have your CIC and your C, CPRM and all those other yep. all those things, right? So um, the, I know you said it's it's you, your dad, and one other person in the office at this point. But does everybody have those designations, or just you, or how how have you kind of navigated that? Because I know that because um, I've talked to David multiple times. I'm working on my CIC. I need to just knock it out. I just need to nail it it's down and knock it out phenomenal. and get it done. I've already got two courses done. I wanted to do another one uh, last quarter of this year, but uh, with just family situations and my brain just hasn't been um, since my son passed away in September. Sure. I just haven't mentally been 110%. Sure. So I didn't want to do that plus all the other stuff. So I put it off till first quarter of this year. I'm definitely moving forward with it. But does everybody have those designations? Just you? Because I know that we've talked about, David and I've talked about the fact that it's almost, it's not a prerequisite to be in Killing Commercial, but that he highly, 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 highly recommends it. So that then you could really focus on his program does not necessarily teach commercial specifically, but it teaches the marketing and the way to get in the conversations to be able to take your game to the next level. Is that correct? Yes. So it's not an insurance program, right? It's mm-hmm. not going to teach you insurance, but you know, it, it, one of the things that he says that is the truest thing that anyone has ever said is when you're walking into a middle market account, the owner's not sitting there waiting for you, asking you, you know, what's the difference between additional insurance and additional named insurance? You know, like they're not at, well, the, explain waiver of subrogation to me. They're not right. asking those questions. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's in our own heads that we're not qualified enough to be mm. prospecting a $300,000 account. They're people just like you and I, and the ones that we have worked with, they absolutely know nothing about insurance. So we're the expert, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not the expert expert, but in the room, I'm the expert, yeah. right? Because they're just, they're consumers. So I, I, I think, no, it's not an insurance sale. It's not an insurance training program. However, on the workers comp side, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing because, you know, we were, we were that agency that was like, well, workers comp is the rate is the rate, right? Because I sold it for, I sold $700 workers comp policies to attorneys. Like yeah. I, I never had a claim in 12 years of owning an agency. I did not have one workers comp claim because it was, I was doing office, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you know, clerical class codes. So we, li- this is when I learned workers comp. 
okay. joining the program. So outside of the workers' comp, yes, we're not like dissecting policy language and policy form, even though people will ask the questions in, in, in our, you know, killing commercial forum. Yeah, you can ask the question and you have people that know the answers available to you at yep. any time. But it is a, it is a prospecting, it is a uh, sales process training, which it, that's 80% of the battle anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, we're sales organizations and that's what we have to be able to do. We have to get in the door. Okay. We have to have the confidence that we deserve to be in the door. Right. And I think that's really a lot is that we deserve to be at the table. We deserve to be there, not just as insurance agents, not just as uh, insurance agencies, but also as women, but also as all these other things, we deserve to, to have a seat at that table. Right. And that's what this training does. It, 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 it helps you understand, ask, position, our, position yourself in, in, the, in those meetings to ask the questions that they've never been asked before, because they haven't. They haven't been asked. An insurance agent has not sat across the lady that we dealt with. She told us to our face, nobody has asked me these types of questions. Well, yeah, because everyone's just interested in your deck page and hoping to get paid 30 grand. So, and, you know, we have the conversation and, and, and so it's, it's, it's asking the right questions, which make us sound like experts, even though, you know, we're, we're, we're a year into this, you know, yeah. and, and I, and especially with me, I don't have those markets. So it's even harder for me to come across as the expert because I don't know nationwide's policy because I don't yeah. have them, you know? So I'm, I, I live in existence surplus world down here. So it's like every policy form is different. Every, so, so it, it's even harder for me to come across of it, but it's it, that experience that we had finally showed us, you know what? I mean, we're, we just had a, t- a seat at the table and we asked the right questions. We had the guts to, I mean, my producer was the one that worked on that account mainly. I went to the first meeting and when he asked the lady on the phone, he said, listen, you have a risk management program, not a uh, problem. I'm sorry. You have a risk management problem. You don't have an insurance problem. You pay your premium, you have a claim, you get paid but your mod keeps increasing, your losses keep increasing. What has your current agent done to help you control those risks? Nothing. Okay. Well, I mean, we're willing to help you, but you have to hire us first because we have things to help you manage that. Are you willing to sign this, you know, agent of record? And he, and when he hung up the phone, it was like, he was like flushed. It was like the first one that we got, you know, that we had the guts to ask and we didn't get it, but that's what we needed. We needed the notch on our belt because now if we can ask it to that client, we can ask it to someone that's paying 75,000 in insurance. That's yep. nothing now, yep. you know? So yeah. that's really the, I, I heard the the episode that you did with um, Bonda, right? Yes. And um, Aurora. Yes. And you guys talked about killing commercial. And I really, I really do think that you're never ready because you had said, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. It's you're never ready. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at. I think I have a couple. So, Okay. I believe in honesty, right? I believe yeah, in, in authenticity. So let, let's let's go there, okay? So you and I have talked about the fact a little bit that I bought an agency back in October of last year, right? They have one really, really, really large account that's middle market, right? And I was super excited. I thought, ooh, I get to do the renewal and learn and, and da-da-da-da, right? And we just picked up uh, Liberty Mutual this year. So, and um, this guy's an electrician. And we really thought we could move him over to standard going market, Save him a little bit of money here and there, and he'd think we're a rock star, right? I ended up putting together all the accords, did the meeting, you know, did worked out everything. Because of a little nuance, he did not fit into the Liberty Mutual thing because he does uh, apartment complexes. He does electrical build out for apartment complexes, and they don't do residential electrical build out. If it would have been corporate, then they wouldn't have minded or, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay. So by that point, I was. I was like, okay, we're going to have to stick with it on standard. I looked at one or two others. It wasn't going to work. So we pretty much did a renewal where we were. I went to him, asked the questions. He kind of blew me off. And um, and then when it came down for the actual renewal, like I had taken him, and granted, this was an acquisition, right? So I wanted to make sure I had all the information correct. And we had a commercial CSR that he had specifically worked with that had left our agency just to go somewhere else. Like she was already in that process before I ever even bought the agency. It was not about the acquisition. And so, but like the people he knew were gone, right? right. So I came on in there. I double checked information. He thought I was annoying because I was asking too many questions. And then I gave him a list of the additional insureds. He just pretty much added email addresses where they were missing, gave it back to me, ended up there were like 23 more additional insureds that he needed 
additional insured stuff for that were not in the, like the individual COIs were in the system, but I didn't go through every single document in the document section to figure that out. Anyway, turns out, I guess I underwhelmed him. So he is um, a paper, uh, paper contractor slash, you know, for electrical. And I need to fix that for next year. He said, I'm going to stick where we are. We've already done all the work. We've already renewed. We've already blah, blah, blah. Um, he goes, I'll give you one more renewal. He said, but he said, you know, because I believe in this agency and I believe in the previous owner and I don't believe that, you know, and um, I need to figure that out. I just need to figure it out. And um, so it's one of those things where I would love to do the killing commercial to be able to grow that middle line market or that not even mid market, just grow our commercial book and make a make more of a uh, what I would want to put it better impact. I'm wondering if um, I mean, it was also October when we did all the due diligence on it. I was not clear headed and I'll be very honest about that. We made a couple of minor mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um just to be able to, to up my game, to be able to give me the confidence and the scripts, because I think I didn't come in there as confidently as he needed me to. And he's, I hate to put it this way. He's a contractor. Contractors are kind of They're rough. They're rough. people that are rough. And I don't deal with rough people very well. I deal with the niceties in life. And we all, you know, let's all treat each other with respect. And I don't do well with that. So part of me wonders if that's really my area or do I just need training or how to, and do you have that problem? You might not even have that Oh, hundred percent. I, I, yeah, hundred percent. We, the, the large HVAC contractor that we had at our other agency, I mean, he, there, he, he would talk to me. He thought he would just tell me orders. Right. So he yeah. would talk to me and, and that's I what this was. Sure. And so I would tell him something. He would be like, no, I need to speak to Lewis. My dad would get on the phone, tell him the same thing. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. So that, that is a thing that happens, right? That's not, I'm, I don't think that that's going to change even, I mean, I, I, I know that I did right by him. Right. And they just talk. I mean, this guy, his mother worked for him and he would F bomb his mom in front of people. So there you go. I mean, he's not going to respect me. He doesn't respect his mom. Right. So it's almost like you already know that. So it's like those type of accounts. I'm not like, good morning, sir. I hope you're doing well. Like I usually do to people in my emails, you know, like, I hope you had a nice weekend. If I'm emailing on a Monday, I'll be like, Mike, comma here. That's how they want to be spoken. Yeah. Fine with that. Right. Um, but I think that one piece of advice that I would give you automatically for this account. So that way you can look like a rock star before renewal time again is six months into it, you know, what, what is your communication with them right now throughout like, well, throughout the last year, we really, like really haven't more. had a whole lot because we, because yeah. I bought it in December. I mean, yeah. I bought the book in uh, end of October and his mom, his mom was actually the previous agency owner. Yeah. And I remember his mom remember handled, that. yeah, his mom handled the renewal. And um, so I didn't have to worry about it last year. They got everything done. And honestly, when we were on our way out there, she doesn't list the podcast. I'm fine with saying this. She was kind of like, now you're kind of a lot. So remember, why yeah. don't you just simmer down? Because he doesn't handle people that are a lot. So I was in this headspace of trying to get myself up for this meeting. And it was, you know, and I was and like something new and it's yeah. something new. And um, she kind of freaked me out on the way. And so I was like, so I think I ended up coming in much more please and thank you than I would have normally because I didn't, I didn't feel like number one, I'd earned that space because I'd purchased it. And then number two, because his mom kind of freaked me out, you know, kind of thing. And then um, I just, I just, I didn't, you know, and then I just had foggy brain, whatever. But anyway, yeah. I needed to, I, I need to find a way to really wow him. And so when does it renew? Not till next December, thir- December 1st. December of next year. Great. Yeah. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. 
work from the office from home or on the go, Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. So, um, midterm, some four or five months into it, you need to reach out to him. You need to ask him, you know, have your sales changed? Talk about those things. Let's, let's make sure that you don't get hit with a large audit in December. You know, let's prepare that now. Have you had a, a, an inc- a substantial increase in your sales, right? Mm-hmm. The whole package renews in December. Yeah. The whole thing all at once. And what do you have? The auto, the comp, all of it, the auto comp in the Marine umbrella, the property, cause he owns his own building. Um, the whole thing, workers okay. comp, all of it. Okay. Um, do you know what his mod is or no? Um, I don't know how yeah, it works. 0.78, I think okay, 0.78. So it's not bad. No, it's no, not no, bad no. at all. Now I don't know what it is for the industry. Cause I know that when I was like at innovation, they were like, yeah, but what's the best for the industry? I don't know that answer. Right. Well, that's, I mean, 0.78 is not, it's not bad. If it's above a one, then you can, you know, it's easier to look like a hero because you can say, Hey, we can implement these things, you know, to help you. But I would just check in with him as far as his sales, you know, employees and vehicle list. Let's make sure that we have the accurate information. So that way renewal is not that, you know, it's, it's an easier, it's a check-in things like that, where you can, where you can see, um, do you have any sort of like programs like Zywave or Think HR or any sort of? We like- haven't done any of that yet, just because mm-hmm. the fact that you don't do a whole lot of commercial, yeah. we don't do a whole lot of. Uh, large I don't have it either account. yet. I mean, I outside of that, I mean, I think our largest account is like eighteen to twenty-five thousand dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. I think total, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we and we we're probably twelve to fifteen percent commercial max. So I mean, we don't have a whole lot of that. So we haven't really invested in that direction yet. Yeah. Well, I haven't yet either, just because we're new and, you know, I, I have a couple things that I'm trying to do first before we make that. I, I And I don't have an account yet that has asked me for it. Like we right. little Odyssey's uh, trick to, we talk like we have it, but we don't. Right. <laughs> what do they know? You know, like right. I have, I have a couple things, you know, that I have like a cyber incident response plan that I have from, you know, that I could supply them a return to work program. Yeah. I have like those one-offs, but I haven't made the investment yet because we were going to do it if we got that account in October, because we were going to do it as, you know, a value add. Um, But yeah, that's look, it's, I, I personally think I, I agree with you on the honesty part. I'm like that too. And if someone asks me a question that I don't know, I have no problem telling them, listen, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. And before I give you the wrong answer, I'm going to invest, I'm going to, I'm going to check. Right. And I always tell them, I think because of my age too, I kind of just put it out in front of them. Listen, I don't know everything, but I am associated with people that do. So if I don't know the answer, I have someone on my side that does. So I will get you the answer. You know, I don't say that five times in a meeting. (laughs) You know. I'll say it once, you know, right. every single question that comes up, yeah. I cannot, oh, say that. Well, I cannot I be an know. answer for, you know, hi, how are you? I don't know, but let me check with <laughs> other people. <laughs> let me, hold on. Let me ask my network. How I'm doing. Right. No. right. But, hold um, on. Hold on. Hey, how am I today? How, how's this yeah. going today? You don't pick up your phone. What is this going on? No, totally. Yeah. yeah. So no, and I'll give this guy credit. I'm 100% positive. He did not know about my, my personal situation that, you know, and yeah. I'm sure that he didn't realize his mom had said junk on the way on over and, I mean, he just, on his end, he just wanted, you know, things to be boop, 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 boop. And the other thing was, is that we changed management systems last year. And I did not realize what our management system could do as far as certificates of insurance. And I felt like I'd asked a question, but I didn't get a really good answer, clear answer. And um, so we were, we were kind of jacking around with the certificates of insurance until like four o'clock, five o'clock, the day of the renewal. And he's used to getting them like 8 a.m. the day of the renewal. And so that for him was very bad. Now, I thought I didn't think that was bad. I thought by getting it by the end of business, the first day was not a horrible thing, but he did. So yeah, that well, was part of his okay. thing. So I don't know if that's normal or not. Yeah. Well, he already has some biases, right? His mom was his yeah, insurance totally. agency. So he's going to be hard on anybody. So that, is, so you already know that, right? So that yeah. can't, don't let her or him get in your head about that because it was his mom. She did yeah. it right. 
right? Right. And then I think that if you were to walk in there at, you know, renewal time, I would start working on this renewal. If it's December one, start August. Yeah. Yeah. See, start I started in, in October and I shouldn't have done that. I think I started too late. Right. Start in August. And you know what? And I would personally, I would walk in there and say, listen, I know the experience that you had last year is not the one yeah. that you were used to or that you would want. And it's not the one I wanted to give you. I had this situation in my life. Thank you for standing by me. I'm ready to do uh, the job that I know I can do this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that they appreciate that. They appreciate yeah. the honesty and you, and if you say it first, people, especially people like contractors, they appreciate the honesty. They appreciate. And, and, and I feel like it kind of makes you as a woman, like you're not a pushover. I understand. I admitted that I admit that this was not handled the way you're used to, or the way that I would have preferred. Let's make it right. This thank you for the opportunity for giving me this opportunity again to make it right. Let's make it right. I like and, that. And, and then, and then you just, you know, you start and, and you'll get the help you need. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. And I know what I'm doing a lot more. Like this was a huge learning experience yeah. for me. Huge, huge. Yeah. And I would like to be able to go after more of that larger commercial type situation so that it would teach me more of the nuances to be able to get in there, you know, but again, I want to finish my CIC and yeah. all that. So that is definitely a priority. Yeah. Finish the CIC and then um, Josh Gurley at the um, IOA, he spoke about the additional insured book yep. from Ermi. I bought that book too, because, you know, the CIC goes into you know, policy language and stuff, but there, the, the, that additional insured book is like, it's like, it is quite intense. Is that the one on, is that the workers comp? Uh, no, this, uh, what additional insured book? Maybe it's, I didn't. It's, yeah, I'll send you the link. It's the additional insured. It, that's what it's called. The additional insured book from Ermi. And I hate that it's not a book book, like it's online, which I want a, a physical book that I can highlight. But yeah, um, that one will teach you about that, which it goes into the differences and explain the differences in between all the additional insured agreements. And, and he talks about um, an account that he won, uh, Josh Gurley does, an account that he won because they 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 had a contract. I think it was a construction company had a contract with banks and their agent, they had they they had to have a certain type of additional insured endorsement or agreement and they had the wrong one. And oh, he came in and it was done incorrectly. Right. Wow. And he was like, I I got this knowledge from this book. And that's how I was able to win a six-figure account because I read this book and I knew the differences in between the nice. nice. So huge. So I bought it that one. This, the workers comp one is by uh, Stephen Sedlak. We bought that one. Too. I did order that one on oh. Amazon. So that was the one I was thinking when you said yeah. the book, I was like, yeah, I got that one. So, but I don't remember the other one. Now I did not go to Josh Gurley's breakout because it was the same time as my breakout. Uh-huh. So I was not able to do that one, but I did do the killing commercial the day before where yeah. Josh Gurley spoke. So that's why I was like, what book are we talking about? I was yeah. a little yeah. bit confused. Okay. And he said another book, I'll email you the name of it. I think it's through Ermi too. Uh, I, I have it written down. I'm going to send it to you. So, so you can, you know, th- those will be like kind of your commercial Bibles for right. As far as technical stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, but like getting in the door, getting in the door. It's just, you know, it just for me personally, without the markets, again, the markets are a big deal because yeah. I, what am I going to do? My hands are tied. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to run an agency where I'm less customers with more profit. Right. And yeah. so we were talking about that yesterday. And, and if we were to add, 15 clients next year, right? That pay anywhere from 50 to hundred thousand dollars in insurance. That is not overloading me with service. Yeah. And I'm making my numbers. That's so awesome. that's our goal. That's you know? awesome. But I think, I think it scares people, especially when they're smaller agencies like yours. And I hate to use the word smaller agencies. No, but we're but small. It's fine. <laughs> when, when you're, when you're in that process of growth, right. To be able to go after the big fish I think takes a little bit more time. You have to be able to have a little bit more personal investment, like financially to be able to give yourself time to get there. Then, I mean, you know, I mean, the Kelly commercial, it's not expensive in the long run, but it's super cheap in the long run, but it's expensive in the front end, right? Like where you sit back and you go, oh, I've got, because the investment's on the front end, right? But um, then, you know, like you've done an amazing job. You posted an amazing picture in the women of IAOA of your, your swag, right? What it is that you hand out. And it's very well done, very well, um, you know, created, very well branded. It, I mean, the box, the, the way that everything gets together. How do you, what, what advice would you give a, an agency that either is trying to make that shift or is new and only 
wants or can go that direction. I mean, I know you're in a geographical area where personal alliance is super difficult. So this is a natural thing. But what advice would you give to an agency that's trying to be able to go there, but not kill themselves in the process? You know, I mean, what advice would you give them in that that process? You're hitting it perfectly on the head because it is difficult, right? And I understand that. And I think that's why I have an advantage at the fact that I started with zero because I mean, I didn't have anything anyway. So it's not like I was, uh, David always says that don't trip over, don't trip over hundreds to reach a dollar or something like that. Like, you know, like uh, yesterday we did a policy, a workers comp policy. It was a referral, right? $670 workers comp policy. And the lady's husband called us here and literally was dissecting line by line. Why, why is she paying $120 to have her, her limits increased to a million? And we, and my producer said, listen, that's our agency standard. We don't write anything under that. If you'd like, you can go somewhere else. You know, we did it because it was a referral, right? But it's like, it's, it's not even worth our time, right? It's not worth our time to deal with that, but I do it. I I still have to do those types of things because I have referral partners and she's a a business attorney that has sent me larger things. So you gotta, you gotta have, you just have to find a way to do the smaller things that you will come in profitably. Yep. Yeah. Right? So we use cover wallet right now for like any sort of small things where I don't have to, we don't have to do accords. They pay us roughly about 15%, depending on the line. Um, I can have it front facing on my website, send them a link. They can quote find issue. We don't have to touch it. That's right. a way where, okay, well, we have a little bit of the cushion of the smaller stuff. We just don't put, I would say I personally, I would say, first of all, like David spoke about in uh, IOA, find your ideal prospect. What is it that you like to write? Like, for example, for you, if you don't, if you don't want to deal with contractors, which I understand and I agree, find something that you would want to do that is profitable, a a vertical that is profitable that you would like. For example, like I like manufacturers, right? Um, They're not that complicated. They don't have a commercial auto issue, at least here in South Florida. Most of them don't have like a fleet of trucks. So that's easier for me because I don't have the markets. So so I'm trying to affiliate what can I write with my markets versus what do I like? Oh, okay. 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 So I would say find something that is profitable and it doesn't have to be a six figure accounts. I mean, it could be something that's, you know, whatever is profitable to you, depending on your carriers, I would say. Ask your carriers, what are they writing? What do they what do they have an appetite to write? Find a vertical in that. And then I would put all my energy into prospecting that. Do we do other things outside of the larger commercial? We have to, because we don't have anything. Right. I don't have the homeowners cushioning me. I don't have the auto cushioning me. You know, I don't get paid every six months on a renewal for, for auto. So my my producer isn't a BNI. A lot of people don't like BNI. I understand. We used to have being a BNI at our other agency. We had phenomenal success with it. I actually met uh, insurance agent, um, who's a producer who worked for an agency that had a threshold there. So she refers me everything that is under her threshold. She won't get paid if it doesn't make her a certain amount of money. Right. That has been a crucial source of my growth is her referrals. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's in a BNI and it's worked very well. Some of them don't work and it's not the larger accounts that we want, but it's helping us get through these months of, you know, not having anything else. No, we're not binding a policy every week because we don't. Because these larger ones, it takes a while to get into them. Yeah, they do. So I would say find find something that you like to write. Find find the people that you like to deal with. Because otherwise, that, I mean, look, you're going to have a year of stress thinking about this renewal in December, right? And, and wondering about like, what, well, how's this guy going to talk to me? Or, you know, I've been there and I agree with you. And sometimes I had an attorney that totally disrespected me and I had just started January of 2020. I mean, he, he, to the point where he asked me if I was, if it was that time of the month and that's why his insurance. No, he did not. He did. So I was like, I've never. You just like pivot and walk out. I mean, I I, I probably wouldn't pivot and walk out, but my soul would, I'd be like, (laughs) um, gosh, I got another meeting and like, I'd be like really nice about it. But I'd be like, I gotta, I totally forgot. I got a meeting. And you see, we would be really nice about it. My (laughs) producer was like, tell that guy to kick rocks. My husband, you know, but I had already done all the work. I needed the money. I was, it was January, 2020. So then my husband at that point was like, listen, I know how you feel and I understand it, but you did the work, take the guy's money. It was like, it was like 1600 bucks in revenue. So, I mean, I had to say, I probably would have done the same thing. And, you know, I would love, but I want to get to the point where I don't, that you don't have to do that. I don't want to be that person who's like, yeah, but I need the money, you know, or I mean, not that I really need, need the money, but I want to grow and I want to have more clients. And, 
I want, I want to, you know, everybody has attrition every year. Everybody has people that right. die or move or whatever. Right. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, Oh God, I need to get over I, that. And I, I feel like I need like a counseling session to like hypnosis or something to get myself over that to where I'm nice to people that aren't nice to me. And I think that's one of my biggest fears about large commercial is I'm going to end up with all these people that are like rude people, like con- I, I, contractors are not all rude. I don't want to, I, I don't like to make generalities, but people that are very driven, yeah, they're just uh, rude-esque people who don't honor and respect insurance agents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just say that. And um, I think I'm just worried about being locked in a conference room with them, trying to be able to get their business and realizing this is not where I want to be and how do I get out of it? But, you know, write the business. Well, I think you already know that. I, I think you yeah. already know that that's not where you want to be. So that's fine. You don't have, don't be there. There's yeah. so many other, there's so many other, I, I, and I'm working on this and we were talking about this yesterday, right? So just like Josh Gurley says it all the time. James Jenkins says it all the time. These people, the niches are in the riches, right? Find your, if you become the expert in the one thing that you like to write, right? Then, then I mean, you're enjoying what you do. Someone like you is going to choose pleasant uh, people that are pleasant, right? Versus a, a, a revenue check. Um, that's obvious. And that, that's not wrong. I mean, if this is your job and this is what you're going to do and you're going to grow a business, you might as well do it with the people you like to write. Yeah. Some people well, and I want like my it. team to like their job. And if I bring in a whole bunch of jerks, Mm-hmm. then, I mean, cause that's one thing I learned with this acquisition, right. Is that we had in the acquisition, there were probably about three or four clients that were super demanding, super mm-hmm. rude, like rude. Like I've never, like, I don't, I don't, I don't allow these people in my circles, like in general, but they were decent premiums. And the previous owner, I don't, I think she just has a lot more, um, she's a really strong personality. So she attracted really strong personalities to some degree. And they just kind of stronged each other and that was fine you know but that that's not these that was not the team's personality and that's not my personality and um and they were like oh my god oh my god this person called oh my god they got so stressed out over an email or a phone call i just remember one day doing like there was this one it was a thirty thousand dollar and um the whole like all the stuff this person did with us was thirty thousand dollars um in uh premium i was like guys i mean i'm not trying to be rude this is like four or $5,000 a year. Is it worth four or $5,000 a year for us to be this stressed out every single time we get an email? Right. Right. I mean, it was just so stressful. And at that point I was like, it's not, it's not worth three, four grand a year to have this much stress. But then there are other times that I'm like, no, we have to have this account, you know, and I need to find that balance. That's really, I I think that um, I'm going to be honest with you. I have about 85 clients. Right. Um, And I, I don't have one yet that puts us in a frazzle that way. Really? So So if they have like five or six that put them in like a frazzle like that. And, and I would, part of me is like, I just need to add up all that premium and all that commission and say, this needs to leave the agency and we need to replace it. Or, or instead of getting rid of it, because I mean, if it's clean business and it's just about a personality thing, maybe that could be a thing where you meet with them. Win them over, yeah. As wait, yeah, I'd say, listen, you, I don't know how the transition has gone with the, you know, with the sale of the agency, but if it's clean business and it's just a communication thing, right? Ask them what is it that you expect out of your relationship with your insurance agency? Mm-hmm. What is it that would make us a, a, a rock star in your eyes? Because then maybe it's expectations that they have of your agency and your staff that you guys will never want to meet. Okay, well, then that one doesn't work. But maybe it's a simple communication thing. Maybe they say, well, I want my certificates within 24 hours. Or, you know, I want someone to pick up the phone. I don't want to go through a phone tree. I don't know if you have a phone tree. But things like that, it might be communication, miscommunication. And, you know, we had that issue, too, when when we bought that agency. When When people sell an agency, the customers get upset. Yeah. They don't like it. They don't like the change. So I think that maybe if, if it's worth it, you know, and it's five, six of those accounts and I, I, before dismissing them, as long as they're clean and, you know, they're not hurting your loss ratio, I would say, try to extend an olive branch as far as like, look, we're the new owners. You've been with us. What do you like about the transition? What do you not like? What would you like to see? What are your expectations? Let's see if we're a good fit for each other. Yeah. And the thing is that if you, if you present it, I want to see if you are a good fit for us. It almost gives an air of exclusivity. Well, mm-hmm. that means that it's just not automatic that they're going to renew me. Or I want to see what, if you are my kind of client that I want. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if it's paying you that, you know, 
enough and it's clean business, it might be worth the conversation. Most just of it is. It. Most of it is. I can, I can honestly say this one is just a pain in the butt is not clean business. So she has a lot of like uh, landlord policies that like she doesn't maintain and hasn't done any updates on. And this, it's not it's not good clean business. Yeah, but no, other so than her, I think most of it is. I think most yeah. of it. So so she can, you know, say bye bye. And then, you know, it might be worth the little bit of massaging of those other ones yeah. because the clients get upset when when there's a sale for sure. Yeah, for sure yeah. they do. They right. feel offended. I didn't know. Now it's a stranger. You know, they they just you know we're part of like we're almost therapists to them too sometimes. So I feel like if they had a really good relationship with that agency, you know, and and it doesn't help that those people left too that work there. So right. maybe even it bring the CSR that is working on their account. This is the person. Sometimes when people meet face to face too, that they tend to be a little nicer after that, right? Because now they know they're a human. They being. know you, right? And yeah. I think people people fear what they don't know, right? And they fear right. change. And so they, if they don't know what they're going to get, they don't know who you are. They don't know what you're, you're going to bring to the table. They don't even want to give you a chance at that point. Right. And right. so if if they really make that connection at least a little bit, then they will. Yeah, hundred so percent. That's a good point. Yeah. It might yeah. be, it might be worth it just to give it a shot to do that and then see how they see if the communication and yeah. the expectations adjust, you know? Yeah. And we have plans right. to do that this year. I just, I wanted to kind of lay it low and make sure that I watched the operations as my first, mm-hmm. you know, my first acquisition. And, and I probably didn't navigate a few things correctly, but you know, we live and we learn, right? Well, you know, it, all learn. of it is a learning curve. All we're doing is learning every day. Every day, right? <laughs> every day. Every day. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. all we're doing. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I love you 100%. Thank you for what you're giving to the industry and for what you're doing for just people, women out there in the world. And um, if people want to reach out to you, how can they connect with you if they have questions, if they want to be able to pick your brain about something, how can they reach out to you that makes you most comfortable and you're most available? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm in the women of IOA, so you could always just send me a Facebook message or friend request me there. Um, my website is bunkeryourrisk.com. My email address is my first name, C-I-A-R-A at bunkeryourrisk.com. Call me, text me. I'm always available and I'm willing to help. And honestly, thank you because I've been in this industry for almost 20 years and I know that the industry has definitely changed in our favor. I believe there's a big difference from when I started to now, and you are the only woman I know that is pioneering this with this platform, right? You know, it's a shame that more women don't have uh, this platform and you've made it for yourself and you're inviting people like me that, um, you know, are young and would never have this reach without you. So you're, you know, when I started, it was mainly boys and, (laughs) you know, at, at, at the top and that's not, that's not the case anymore. And, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing for us too and paving the way. Thank you. you Thank you. I think we're, I think we're really going to see in the next five years or so, I think we're really going to see a a, a surge of women in the insurance space across the board. And I'm really, really excited to see where everything takes us and the, the way, and and the way that the insurance industry is going to change a little bit just with, having women in the insurance leadership arena a little bit more prevalent. I'm really excited about what that's going to look like. I think it's yeah, going to I do. I, I, I do think it's definitely, it's definitely shifting um, towards uh, the pendulum is, 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 is coming our way a little bit. And, yep. you know, it's thank you for, for, for all the upfront work and carrying the load because even running that, that, that Facebook group, it's so that it's such a safe space. It's so great. That lunch was phenomenal that we had in Tampa. We, it was uh, so such nice. Love, such it such was amazing so nice. connection. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It, totally. It, it feels like we're just all best friends. <laughs> it is. It does. It does. And right. it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Yeah. We've been doing this uh, less about, about, about a year and a half, something like that. I think we started it like uh, April or May of 2020. So it mean, you know, this year will be going on two years. So um, it's only going to get better. Yeah, I'm excited for Nashville already. I'm excited. I know, me too. Yeah, me too. So, I'm glad it wasn't a full year either. That we're we're going in October. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. So, are we going to do like an event in Nashville too for the women of IOA? That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Right. So, I don't know if we're going to do uh, in what space or how, what, where. If we're going to yeah. do beforehand, afterwards. Um, I know that usually during the actual um, innovation event, things are usually so packed sure. with, with events that we that I don't know if there is a space for that. 
Um, just because vendors usually take that up with events, uh, everybody lunch, being though. together, which I think is great. And I think the lunch thing was relaxing. It wasn't yeah. sure we didn't have some place yeah. to be like in, you know, 45 minutes after it was done. And I think, you know, it was great. Like people were able to go back to the bar and go, oh, I saw you, whatever, you know, yes. or wherever other places. I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea of the lunch alone on its own day because it's our day. We get to, yeah. you know, it can be a whole thing and we can yeah. do that. I like that. And yeah. I like it before because yes. that way you so have the connections going into the conference. Yes. You have someone to spend the weekend with if you don't know anybody for sure. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. True. Yeah, I, I think that that. It was a great day. I'm, I'm the boot camp the day before was great, and then I, I was really excited for the, for the, for the lunch, and, and it did not disappoint. And to meet everybody, and everyone was so friendly, and, and yeah, and then, and you could see all the women together throughout the, the breaks and the breakfast. You know, people have people to sit with. I've been at those conventions where I didn't know anybody, and it sucked. Yep. So yeah, completely good job. Yeah. All right, my friend. All righty. <laughs> Everybody, Take this care. is another amazing episode of Power Women in Insurance with Sierra with the Bunker Insurance the bunker. in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank and this has been this. amazing. Everybody, make sure that you do listen. We have a new episode every single Wednesday. So uh, subscribe, give us a review. That's how people find us. Everybody, have a great week. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.